Next on BYU Sports Nation, the road to relevance goes through a national ranking. Will BYU football be ranked at any point in the 2016 season? The latest on what the Big 12 plans to do with expansion, university presidents and athletic directors meeting in Dallas as we speak. Plus, BYU high jumper Zach Blackham headed to nationals and graduating senior Hayden Nielsen recaps the 2016 baseball season. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, BYU Sports Nation broadcasting live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, June 1st. Happy June. June. Great to have you with us. June. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Cosmo's real estate agent, Jerem Jordan. Cosmo is a man of many talents. Mm-hmm. He, he's rented for birthday parties. He's dunking from the three-point line. He's breakdancing. He's yes. a man of many yes, talents. Yes, but where does he live? Why Mountain, obviously. <laughs> That's where he lives. Don't we know somebody else that lives up in uh, Y Mountain? Hmm? That makes projections. We used to. <laughs> in the first six months of this show. <laughs> oh, Not hashtag anymore. the Oracle. I, I kind of miss the Oracle. Speaking of. The uh, Oracle tomorrow is uh, the Oracle <laughs> Arena. <laughs> That's true. Warriors Cavs. Very nice tie in right yeah, there. There's a business. Speaking problem. of real estate, Tanner Mangum apparently is selling his apartment contract. He tweeted out the following yesterday Looking to sell my contract at Alpine Village here in Provo for the summer. DM me for details if you're interested. Then there was a collective BYU fan freakout for a moment. I did not even think of, Neither like, is he transferring? People <laughs> like, is he transferring? They asked him, they tweeted him, are, are you transferring? Oh, no. What, what's happening? So he responds with this. No, I'm not transferring. I'm getting married. Yeah. He's transferring from singleness <laughs> to marriage-ness. <laughs> Alexa Gray. Uh, and wow. When are they getting married? This month? Number one power couple, right? Yeah. In this the, month? Uh, yes, month? in June. Very nice. Alexa headed to South Korea to play professional volleyball while Tanner stays here to play football. Talk about a difficult scenario. We'll see how that all works out, but... We wish them the best. And, yeah. uh, Tan- if it was too difficult, they wouldn't do it. I right? know that. Yeah. They're, they're choosing to do this. They, yes. They're happily in love. Do you feel in love? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, this is getting out of control. I'm going to get in trouble for that reference. Here are today's BYU <laughs> Sports Nation headlines. HornsDigest.com reporting, quote, Expansion is not happening and neither is a Big 12 network. Not this year. End quote. Big 12 meetings continue in Dallas through Friday. Wake me up when the Big 12 does something. I've been saying it for a while. NFL.com named Tanner Mangum number 11 in its 16 for 16 college football QBs. We'd want with the game on the line. Why didn't that come out yesterday? Yeah, why didn't that hmm. come out yesterday? Hmm. When does that article come out for college basketball players? And Nick Emery and is Nick not going to be, be on, on that. that list. No, he won't. <laughs> You don't know that. You don't Why know Why the that. heck would he be you on don't that know. list? You, you don't know. You crazy, man. <laughs> BYU men's track and field back in the top 25. Number 25, to be exact, after the NCAA West preliminaries. They had a great weekend. The finals are next week in Tracktown, USA. We'll talk to Zach Black, so, uh, Blackham, uh, a member of the men's track and field team, yeah. later in the show. Hey, high jumper. 
Uh, Jacob Hanneman of the Tennessee Schmokies went three for five with an RBI last night. Jeremy Guthrie of the El Paso Chihuahuas pitched six innings with six strikeouts in a win. Well done to the former Cougars. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Relevance in the rankings. How do you increase national relevance as an independent, Jerem? You win a lot of games. And you get ranked. Without a conference, which is the scenario that BYU is in, that is the formula. Athlon Sports released an article yesterday titled, quote, The Case for BYU as a Top 25 Team in 2016. Quoting that article, the Cougars come in at number 47 in Athlon Sports rankings of all 128 FBS programs. The last two seasons, BYU has flown up the rankings after quick starts, which brings us to an early stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In the last two seasons, BYU has been ranked for six weeks. That's it. So two uh, last year, BYU beats Boise State. They're ranked for the next two weeks. And then uh, four weeks, the first four weeks of the season four. Uh, not Sorry, not the first four weeks. BYU gets ranked in 2014. They're 4-0. And boom, goes the dynamite. Taysom Hill gets hurt. And see ya. So six weeks, and then you'd have to go back. The previous four years, BYU had not been ranked at all. Yeah, there was a long drop before this. We're talking in the AP poll specifically. So 2010 to 13, nothing. BYU hit number 19 before falling to UCLA in week three last year. They stayed in as the 22nd ranked team in America and went to Michigan before falling out for the remainder of the season. As Jerem referenced, 2014, 4-0 start. BYU climbs to 18. Blue Goggle Nation synchronized. Yeah, think about this. In Independence... BYU been, has been uh, an, ad, ranked an average of one week a year. Yes. Wolf. Yeah, because they were ranked. Buzz's in the, girlfriend. Wolf. In the first year of independence, they were ranked well at the very end of the season. In, in the ESPN uh, USA Today poll, because USC was ineligible. Yeah. So yeah. even then, it's like an, that's a Barry Bonds home run record. There's an asterisk there. Six ranked weeks in five seasons of independence. Yeah, that's. No, that's not what you're looking for. You want to be relevant. And what is the number one metric for relevance, Spencer? It is a top 25 ranking. That's what we've been screaming for Ide- the first three minutes. Ideally in the college football playoff. Now we're in year three of this. BYU is yet to be ranked in the college football playoff. What that means is, oh, you have to get to October and be ranked. Uh, like the article mentioned, BYU has been ranked in each of the two previous seasons in September. Pushing this thing forward, quarterbacks... A foundation of winning and an opportunistic schedule are all used as reasoning by Athlon for BYU to have a shot at the top 25 in 2016. So will 2016 follow suit with another quick start and national ranking for the Cougars? Here's where all of you have a voice in this conversation. In our Twitter question today, will BYU football be ranked at any point this season? When and why or why not? First tweet, at LaserSheep. He used the hashtag BYUSN. I think after Arizona and Utah, they could be just in the rankings, but it will be a very interesting year. Hashtag who knows. So he's on to the quick start trend that we have seen the past few years. If BYU beats Arizona and Utah, he likes the Cougars' chances to get into the top 25. Where do you stand on this? I agree. If BYU, the first time BYU could be ranked is after the Utah game. Of course, BYU has to go 2-0 at that point. I think that what happened last year could happen again this year. If BYU goes 2-0, but then they lose a close game to UCLA, or they lose a close game at Utah but beat UCLA, 
they they could be ranked at two and one. Depends that with the rankings, the result not just the result matter, the way it happened. So BYU loses a one point game at UCLA, they stay ranked going into Michigan, and then after Michigan, the rankings over after you lose thirty one nothing on the road to an unranked team that finishes in the top twenty. But I do see situations where if BYU goes three and one, four and one, even five and two, if you have two blowout wins and two close losses, that you could after Michigan State, still be a ranked team. But I focus on the first five games. If BYU can go 4-1 and one in that, they could stay ranked. I think at 3-2 and two in the first five, you're not in the Not rankings. ranked at 3-2 and two, even with that tough schedule in the first five. Correct. The, but again, it depends. It depends on the – like, did you lose by a field goal to UCLA? Did yeah, you, lose you can by be a field competitive and like, not drop as much in the rankings. But I, typically, a non-Power 5 team can't be 3-2 and two and stay in the rankings. Here's my thing. If BYU starts 2-0, if that is the most favorable path to becoming a top 25 team in 2016. That said, I'd like to reference something that our good buddy David Nixon said this spring on April 4th, to be exact. The former BYU and NFL linebacker taking it one step further. I think BYU starts out hot, goes 3-0 against Pac-12, becomes ranked, and then as they start to move east, as you start going against those Big Ten and uh, SEC schools, it's going to get tougher, and as the season starts to grind on, but I think they start fast, um, and I think they have, a, they have a great start, and I think they gain some national attention when they uh, beat up on Arizona, Utah, and UCLA. Okay, that's just crazy talk, right? He said beat up. He didn't say beat. David Dunn <laughs> lost his mind. Uh, concu- he did play four years in the league. I wonder about concussions. Or is he on to something? <laughs> now, the more that I, I, I think saw, about it. I, thought, I saw X-Men Apocalypse last night. You're Cyclops. Man. I am Cyclops yeah, 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 right yeah. now. Yes. <laughs> the more that I think about what David said, just maybe he has a method to his madness. What? Now, think about it. I'm going to take the blue goggles yeah, off for yeah, this. please, please. Okay? And the, listen, we need to turn these off. They, they have a battery. Think about this. BYU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over an Arizona team that is searching for a defensive identity. They're favored in that game. Completely new defensive staff. Though. Yes. If BYU beats Arizona and then beats the odds as a seven-and-a-half-point underdog right now against Utah in Salt Lake City, hello confidence coming back to Provo. If they start 2-0 and why would they lose to the most consistently overrated team in America, UCLA, in home game number one? My point is, if BYU goes 2-0, and they are going 3-0. and They're not losing to UCLA if they win the first two games of the season. Because it's at home? Yes. Because they played that situation yes. last year, but lost that game. They were at UCLA yeah. last year. Yeah, and lost by one, which BYU played a great game. You just can't give up 200-plus yards to any given running back. So just maybe, just maybe, David is onto something. And with I the, still think he's crazy. With the Utah game, it, isn't that where it all hinges? I think BYU's got a good shot to beat Arizona. Because, as Blaine Fowler pointed out, Arizona has no idea what BYU's going to do, and they have a brand and new defensive staff. And neither does staff. BYU. Yeah, and well, neither do we. We don't. <laughs> Hopefully BYU has an idea well, of what they want to do. yes. I mean, right now. But if they go 2-0, and they can get past Utah. Why? Is 3-0 really that unfeasible? I don't think it's impossible. I, I would give BYU like a 20% chance of doing it just because those are three tough games, right? The Utah I, game to me is the most toughest of the first three for sure. You think Utah is the toughest game there? Yes, wow. because it's I think at you, Utah. I think, yeah. Yeah, and their defense is always yes, good. Yes, it's The offense at Utah. is the question. But last year, the, the offense didn't have to do jack squat because BYU turned it over five times in the first quarter. 
What about just, just just only turn it over four times in the first quarter, and maybe you win. <laughs> You're going to overtime. What about after the first four games? I mean, will BYU be ranked at any point after September? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't see that. And I'm okay with that. Like, a, a four-loss year would be unbelievable. A five-loss year would be still solid, in my opinion, because it's so the schedule's so tough. Let's just, okay, let's just have some fun for a second. The only way I see... I've been b- having fun the whole time. Oh, you have been having fun? Yeah, this is great. This is fantastic. Yeah. I'm so happy Don't to hear that. Isolate the fun, man. I, okay. <laughs> the only way I see BYU being ranked after September, and I'm talking like feasible options, like, yeah, okay, maybe they'd be flirting with the top 25 if they're here, is if they are 5-3 and three after the first eight games. And then you'd have to get to yeah, 9-3 and three to end the regular season. They've got to, to be get, five to and three because that would probably mean that they win at Boise State, which would be a huge win. Huge win. BYU a thirteen and a half point underdog, by the way, in that game at Boise State. And and let the line be something that you pay attention to. Remember, Michigan was favored over ranked BYU, and we were like, "That's weird." They were right. If they can get to five and three going into November when five the schedule lightens awesome. up, oh, it would be oh, unbelievable. Five but and three? if BYU, we're all saying, hey, if they start two and zero, oh, if they start two and zero, oh, is five and three really that much of a stretch? You got to go three and three in your next six. Like that's you can do that. BYU it, it could is do so that. June first, right? Now. I know it's fantastic. <laughs> I love uh, the hypotheticals. First things first. You just got. You've got. To take care of Arizona. Countdown to the Wildcats. 94 days. Kenzie tells Zing a day. 94 days. He went to Bingham. We can still be friends. It's June 1st. We're almost exactly three months away from game number one. Let's do it. We still don't know the time, by the way, of that game. Or TV. Two months Could away. Could be ESPN 2, FS1. Those are my guesses. Two months away from BYU getting their gear, man. Get ready for fall camp. Two months away from getting the gear? Oh, we're so far away still. <laughs> hey, at least we're into the months where football media day lands June 30th at the end of the Will month. BYU football be ranked at any point this season? When and why or why not? Coming up, what in the world is happening at the Big 12 meetings in Dallas? The one thing that Chip Brown of Horns Digest said that all BYU fans need to hear. Plus, Hayden Nielsen of BYU Baseball on where he sees the Cougars in five years from now. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Just do it. Hey, Media Day is this month, June 30th. We will have lots of coverage all day this on month B- on BYU TV. Still at the end of the month, but this month from twelve to two Eastern time, we will have a two-hour dish of the show. Kalani Satake, Jamal Williams, and others will join us, as well as, of course, uh, state of the program. And then I'm very excited about this one in the afternoon. BYU football, a twenty-year. Uh, it's been twenty years. The nineteen ninety-six season will be celebrated. I'm very excited about that. A, a full schedule is on BYUCougars.com. I could day. not get enough BYU football. In that 1996 season. I really fell in love. I, I moved to Utah in uh, 95. So the 96 team, like... Oh, welcome already, to Utah, I was Jerem. already into BYU football, but it was harder from a distance back oh, then. Oh, man. It wasn't on ESPN every day, right? All of the newspaper clippings hanging up on my wall. It wasn't like a BYU Posters, Sports Nation in 95, stubs, right? Like that, that season. 
magical. Was very magical. Oh, yeah. That's Debatably the, the best team ever. Will BYU football 20 years later in 2016 be ranked at any point this season when and why or why not? At Brute DR says, if BYU can go 6-1 and one through the first seven, then yes. If BYU 6-1, six and one, six they will and be one. a top 15 team. We're talking about like 3-1, and 2-0. 6-1! <laughs> <and one. laughs> Holy cow. No one's saying no, or at least we're not putting them in there. He did say little room for error as an independent. Yes, but True. with the increasing schedule, because of their... I don't know, big-name opponents, there is more opportunity for BYU to slip up and still be ranked like we saw last year after losing to UCLA yeah. and being 2-1. and one, They were still ranked. Joining us now, a man who knows a thing or two about being nationally ranked with BYU baseball, Hayden Nielsen, senior shortstop, graduating guy back in Studio B. I think this is the uh, second time in a couple of weeks, right, Hayden? He was yep. here last week. Yeah, it was. Right. You awesome. just missed Jerem. You didn't get to see Jerem last time. I That's did. why you wanted to come back, you right? really missed yeah, out. That's right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I have a couple of tweets uh, from your friends here from at H underscore Neil 32. It the, seems like that would be you, but it's not. The no, man has not. arrived. Make it quick. We have lawns to mow. Okay. What? What? What's he talking about? You have lawn, lawns to mow. Yeah. Um, I'm on a lawn crew. Actually, I own the lawn crew, but nice. in high school, started a lawn mowing company, took off, and started making some money with it. So so we're interrupting work right now? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> they actually dropped me off at the field. Dropped me off at the field. I ran in, showered, did my hair, shaved, came up here. That's dedication to BYU oh, yeah. Sports Nation. You technically yep. don't have to shave anymore, right? Technically, I don't. But yeah. Coach Littlewood. The extra I, I still have the fear of Coach Littlewood. <laughs> What, yeah. what, what's it like to uh, to own a lawn mowing company and, and run that? How's it going? It's going good. We uh, we picked up a Wendy's contract this year and nice. So yeah, it's I mean it's easy money. I just, it's a Mr. good time with Mr. some good buddies. Entrepreneur <laughs> playing Frosties? playing baseball Frosties? on the side, right? Yeah, yeah. They actually do give us. They like sometimes a manager will bring out Frosties or a drink. It would be awesome. So they if hook we it up. Had a weed whacker where you're getting over there. <laughs> There's yeah, buy too. Yeah, yeah, when you're uh, mowing the lawns at the uh, local Wendy's, give us a call and we'll conveniently come down there. <laughs> Junior bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, congratulations with that uh, with that business. We had no well, idea that uh, that was so successful. Given that you are such a lawn expert, how would you assess how the field crew does at Miller Park with uh, the grass there? They do awesome. You know, Brian, he takes care of that lawn. It's it's tough to take care of a lawn in Utah. And he does a great job. I tell, a, him, I, tell, I tell him how much I appreciate him every day I'm on there. Some people treat it like almost like a child, like, like, it's, like it's his baby. you gotta yeah. be, you got to be very careful with, uh, with what you do and when you aerate and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he does a great job. What's the last uh, few days been like as you guys were hoping to get in the NCAA tournament and unfortunately did not on Monday? You know, it's kind of been rough. Uh, well, for me, especially with it being all the way over, um, it was disappointing. Um, you know, we we wanted to make a regional. Uh, you know, we got it. We had to finish, and we didn't. Uh, we lost some key guys, but I mean, we got blown out or we got shut out the last two games of the tournament, and we weren't expecting it. It was a weird thing. And what do you do? Well, you got to push it forward, which is what I'm sure you're trying to do mentally right now. And so, as a graduating senior and a guy that started and played in over 200 games, I mean, you've been with Mike Littlewood for a long time, and so. I'm sure he looks to you as like, hey, you're a leader. You're a guy that can help the guys that are coming up in the program. What have the conversations been like for you with guys that are coming back for at least another year? Um, yeah, 
before the season even started, I sat down with Coach Littlewood, and he's like, hey, we just need to get guys in here. And because when I was a freshman, uh, you know, he he was new. We started the same year, and um, he wanted it, you know, he wanted to shape the the club into what he wanted. And I think we've got it to where he wants it. And so my, basically my job was is to get those kids' minds mentally tough. He wanted kids mentally tough and um, just to compete. If you compete every day, that's what he wants. And, that, and that's what he's looking for. How much of what uh, happened this year do you think will affect the program in a great way moving forward? Um, you know, those young kids, because there was only two seniors on this team, me and uh, Eric Geary, and for those young kids to kind of see that, hey, we can win games. I mean, we were 18-1 to the first 19 games. And to see, like, to get in that and start winning games and being like, oh, man, like, we can do it. I think confidence in baseball is, is the number one thing. And for those kids to get the confidence – and freshman to start, Keaton Creamland freshman of the year, you know, is is huge for the program. It's so difficult to overcome significant injuries, and especially with a pitching staff. So with Kendall Motes going down very early and Maverick Buffo going down essentially halfway through the season, and then Connor Williams being banged up, the pressure kind of was on Mike Rucker to get a win and then to piece something together. So I, I know that you're like, look, we next man up. But at some point, you just throw your hands up and be like, can we can we catch a break, please? Like, How, how do you manage that? Uh, that game against Gonzaga, uh, we were all just like, what is going on? We can't do anything right. We struck out 17 times. And, you know, as soon as Maverick went down and then Brennan Anderson got hurt, it was just like, someone's out to get us. What the crap is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, a fair thought. Yeah, and it, mentally it's it's tough. You got to look past. I mean, it's tough to look past that when you lose your number two, and then San Francisco Hayden Rogers gets hurt with his back injury. Yeah, I didn't even mention Hayden. Yeah, and the whole time we're just like, we we didn't know what was going on. Mm. It was just weird. It was in, it was an interesting look at this because you guys were the number one batting average team, top five offense. At the end of the day, you're kind of only as good as your pitching staff, right? Yeah. You you hope to outscore a person, but when a guy like Brandon Bailey has it going, that was, that was tough. Right? right, right. And well, and even in high school, Coach Hugh, my high school coach, was like, pitching and defense wins championships, and it's true. You, if you can shut it down on the mound and pick it in the field, you can score a few runs. Goodness, you pitched this year, Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> that was that- bad. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> But still, the, my point is, like, the staff is to the point, and not taking anything away from you because you're hitting high 80s, and, you know, Mike Littlewood said, I thought he threw really well. He just threw a little bit wild over the plate, I think, yeah. is, is, is yeah. how he termed it. But, I mean, the fact that BYU needed to use you as a pitcher just goes to show you that it the, the staff was depleted. Yeah. Yeah, it was – I don't want to relive that night. <laughs> but um, I had pitched in high school, and – we were down to the last straw. So he's like, Hayden, can you throw? I was like, I'll give it a shot. No, I can't. No, no. <laughs> this is the man that has played in over 200 games, started yeah. over 200 games at crazy. BYU. Just remarkable stuff. And so after after the tournament, um, did you feel like, okay, we still have a shot to get in the NCAA tournament? Did you guys watch Monday hoping, or were you like, what was that emotionally? I, uh, I didn't get my hopes up too much. Um that was a big losing those first two games. If we would have beat Gonzaga the first game, I would have I would have felt a little bit better about it. But 
going two and out in the in the tournament wasn't. We I don't think I didn't think we had a chance. Yeah, the body of work has some sway, but there's just so much to be said about finishing the season strong and the committees all eyes on BYU and and well let's see what they've got if they haven't seen you a whole lot and so th- there is something to that in tournament play the Cougars uh, since joining the West Coast Conference just one in six so moving forward what advice would you give to the guys um, and to the staff saying hey we've got to flip the script in the tournament play what where do you address that um you know nobody wants us there we, uh, when we got there you could you could kind of feel Pepperdine, Gonzaga, and St. Mary's all kind of did their thing, and we were that we were the outcast. And I think that we, as a baseball team, need to look past that and be like, we're good. We I mean we went in as number two seed, and I think we just need to have a chip on our shoulder, uh, a little bit of moxie, and just take it on the field and say, hey, we're going to win. Because I think that affected us. What gave you the idea that you were the outcast there? Um. Just like we did, we had a little sports camp that night, and oh, with kids, right? yeah, with kids yeah, yeah. and and batting practice and stuff, and we we had dinner and like all those teams were like kind of mingling and sitting by each other and talking and and like they would throw out one of the kids threw out a joke about uh, one of the kids little kids asked a question about how you manage your life with baseball and school and stuff and and one of the St. Mary's guys said, well, maybe you should ask to be why you guys are all married. And so there's just little things like low blows and and stuff that could get, could get to you. And so I think it just need to look past and say, hey, we're going to beat you. With BYU baseball graduating senior Hayden Nielsen as we recap the 2016 season, BYU 37-17 and 17 ranked for a good deal of the season, did not get an NCAA regional berth, so uh, still looking to break that drought uh, next year in 2017. And that brings me to a tweet that Kyle Dean sent out the other day where he said, look, I'm going to be back next season 100%, and I'm going to help this team get to a regional for the first time in 15 years, take it to the bank. What did you think about that tweet that Kyle Dean sent out? You know, I loved it. Um, you know, Kyle, he, even though he was hurt, he was he was still in the dugout, you know, being a team guy, and, and Kyle's a guy that can change a program. He can, he can swing it in the lineup. He can play defense. He brings that leadership ability. And I think that'll be good for the team. And with him tweeting that, you know, that means they're hungry. Those boys are hungry. They want to win. I think, he, you know, Coach Littlewood's got it in the right direction. I printed that on a piece of paper and took it to Wells Fargo. They wouldn't allow me to get anything from that. I was, I was really confused <laughs> on why not. Take, take it to Kyle the bank. Kyle said take it to the bank. I did. I thought that was weird. Oh, what, what's your lasting impression um, of, of playing 200-plus games for BYU baseball now that it is over? Um, it's been an honor. You know, I can't I can't complain one bit. Um, my mom, she's she's had a fall apart the whole time. Every time she sees me, she starts tearing up. I can't believe it's over. Is she watching this crying right now? Uh, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but I told her, I'm like, I'm not dying. We can't complain. I've been treated better than anyone, you know, in this at BYU. Uh, and so I can't complain at all. You guys have been great. You know, uh, Brent Norton has been great. Coaching staff's awesome. It's Shep. Yeah, Jason Shepard is the man. He's got his own gate for crying. He out. is the man. He, yeah, he's he. You know, I I told him the other night that he's a big reason why we have so many fans coming out and and you know he he comes to every practice. He's he's a dedicated guy. We got to wrap up, but I do want to get your take on where you see BYU baseball in the next five years. Well, you know, they're just going to keep rolling. I think they're just going to get better and better every year. Um, they're going to make a regional next year. I think I actually. 
Yeah, you can take it to the bank. Yeah, I will also take okay. that to the bank. Okay, yes. they've got guys coming in and, and they're going to compete. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Hayden, congratulations on a fantastic career and uh, on the success on the side with your lawn mowing business. <laughs> you guys. Get to we'll let you get back right to go yeah, some frosties. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go get some frosties. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thank for you. shaving, Mike yeah. Littlewood. He's good. We'll yeah. vouch for him. Yeah. Um, and uh, we wish you the best moving forward. Thank you, guys. Really good stuff with Hayden Nielsen. Up next, BYU high jumper Zach Blackham has jumped his way to Nationals. He'll join us in 10 minutes, but first, decision makers in the Big 12 are meeting in Dallas right now. When will a decision be made? The commissioner has voiced his target date. BYU Sports Nation brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We welcome you back to Studio B, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Hey, you can watch BYU TV on uh, Apple TV. There's a new app on the fourth generation only. Check it out. Great content on there for all the, all the programs that BYU TV are. We just talked to Hayden Nielsen of BYU Baseball. Uh, by the way, as he was walking out, told us that he still has intentions to uh, seek a professional baseball career. He's been getting some phone calls, uh, hopeful the draft to be drafted. Is what, yeah. next week, yeah. I want to say? It's the 9th. On June 9th. So next Thursday. So eight days from now, the Major League Baseball draft will take place. Hayden Nielsen, one of uh, a few players. I mean, Michael Rucker is going in probably the third to fifth round. Yeah, it was fun to watch Mike Rucker pitch at BYU. That's, I think he's gone. He's too good. He's too <laughs> you good. put his feet to the fire on this show and said, so when are you going to announce that you're going pro? When are you going to bounce? He's like, bounce? <laughs> I'm not bouncing. I got classes, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. You're going to bounce. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. NFL.com named Tanner Mangum number 11 in its 16 for 16 college football quarterbacks we'd want with the game on the line. Well, 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 <laughs> Spencer. A day late and a dollar short, whatever the phrase is. <laughs> BYU men's track and field is back in the top 25, number 25 specifically, after the NCAA West preliminaries. We will talk to a member of that team who qualified for the NCAA championships. Zach Blackham, the high jumper, next segment. Absolutely. Jacob Hanneman of the Tennessee Smokies, 3-for-5 with an RBI last night in A baseball. Jeremy Guthrie of the AAA El Paso Chihuahuas pitched six innings with six strikeouts and a win. Is there just like a Taco Bell symbol on the side of their... Helmets or something. I've been thinking about that You'll all morning. Get a Taco Bell. I love, I, love, I love Taco Bell so much. HornsDigest.com reports expansion is not happening and neither is a Big 12 network. Not this year. Big 12 meetings continue in Dallas through Friday. I was asked to read that. Hey, let's continue with that stuff. The Big 12 banter. And doing Yay! so, checking with our BYU Sports Nation Big 12 beat reporter, Ben Bagley. He's in the Big 12 Update Center, Ben. Decision 2016. A Big 12 expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. Well, Spencer and Jerem, Big 12 presidents, chancellors, interim presidents, ADs, and pretty much everybody else are meeting in Dallas as we speak. Shockingly, still no decision made. Back to studio. There was some substance to that, actually. I'm really glad we went to that the update center for that. Because what's the action taken? Nothing! Nothing! Woo! Woo! Yeah, back now, there are some things that did come <laughs> come out yesterday, uh, as we expected. We were kind of waiting for a while for it to, uh, to hit the social media wave, but it did. And starting with this, Chip Brown of Horns Digest, big guy embedded in Texas football, said his sources say the Big 12 is not expanding this year. 
No conference network, and if anything happens, the biggest move the Big 12 might make is introducing a Big 12 championship game. The biggest news could be that they decide to do something as opposed to not to do it's, Is it news that they decide not to do anything? Because that was the status quo, right? It's only news if you act. If you do something that you weren't already doing. It's interesting the way that some BYU fans responded to that news on social media, saying, well, that's just Texas's opinion. That's just one team's opinion. Uh, Texas's opinion is basically the opinion of the Big 12. Yes. Okay. Let's in reality, that. theirs is the most important opinion in the conversation. Yes. Not all opinions are created equal. Especially right? not with Texas. No. They're the money makers. Yes. They're the golden cow, man. They're the burnt orange cow, Spencer. That's right. The bottom line, and this is a quote. This is a quote from the Chip Brown article that he wrote. The bottom line is, there is no consensus on any non-Power 5 candidates to add. Oh, that one hurts. That one hurts because essentially they're in a room and they're going, no. someone is saying. At least one person. Someone is saying no on BYU. To BYU. So that, that one hits home. There is no consensus. Then this comes out. Why from, is my question on that? Oh, that's the million-dollar question. Because that's the $28 I, well, million dollar question. There you go. Because I don't, belie- I don't believe that that is the case. I, I think that there are bigger things at play. It's not who to add. It's that they don't want to add anyone. They're not looking to add, let alone who to add. So maybe not yet, so much, in my opinion. I don't want BYU, but more of I don't want anybody. Let's not add anyone yet. Yeah. I, I think they're okay not adding anyone yet. I think that they have to add in the future. It's just when. Bob Bowlesby is feeling the year. pressure. We'll tell you in just a minute when he hopes to have a decision made. Chuck Carlton of the Dallas Morning News says that there are rumored six of the ten Big 12 schools in favor of expansion at this point. I saw it as high as eight from some other beat reporters. So between six and eight of the ten schools favoring expansion. What does that mean? I have no idea. Now here, here's an issue there. So Baylor, scrutiny, fires Art Bryles. Kenneth Starr is the uh, president or chancellor. I can't, I can't remember uh, which at Baylor. He was in favor of expansion and was in favor of BYU. He's out al- now. Allegedly. He's out. So there's a guy in the room that had BYU's back, if you will, mainly their front, now he's now he's gone. So that's that's not good for BYU. But I'm not concerned about the fact that the Big 12 is not expanding this year. It's when they expand, I don't know when that's going to be. Will BYU be one of the two or four in the conversation? Chip Brown and his sources in Texas say that expansion is not going to happen this year. Now, the decision to expand or not to expand in regard to that Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, said this, quote, I'm going to encourage the group not to go past the end of the summer because I think we need to make some decisions and get headed where we're going to go. Let me guess. By the end of the summer, they'll decide not to expand yet. Huge guess. Mark is, it down. Is that your June projection? 1st. Hot takes. Just, yeah. Hot take. <laughs> Brand that. So the commissioner does not expect a decision. Brandon on Bevo. He does not expect a decision this week, but by the end of the summer. Well, what's happening this week? I tell my wife that same line all the time about various things. When are you going to do the dishes? When are you going to clean the toilets, Jeremy? I will make a decision by the end of the summer, honey. (laughs) When are you going to do? I will make a decision by the end of the summer. I will talk with my people, the presidents and chancellors of my inner squad. 
and we will figure it out. Who's in that squad? Who's who, in your circle of trust? Who know? will at, Okay, I'm working on getting grass in my yard. Will I get grass in my yard quicker than the Big 12 decides <laughs> what to do? That is the debate of the I summer. I don't know. What, do you have a date for your grass? Yes! What's the date? As soon as the uh, guy gets back to me about a certain date. <laughs> it will happen by the end of the summer, yeah, So though. you're in a Big 12 scenario Before right there. Before fall camp, I will have grass <laughs> in my yard. Here's the schedule for the rest of the week in Dallas. On Thursday... Navigate Research, you remember them? They will present their entire findings to presidents and athletic directors of the Big 12, not the, quote, very narrow slice that was presented in Phoenix. So in Phoenix, they're like, hey, here's a Costco sample. And now they're like, you can have the entire pie. Why why didn't they just give all the info earlier? They didn't have time? It's a good question. I don't know, to delay it out, they wanted to tease everyone. Hey, this is good. Wait till you see what happens in Dallas. Just get to it already. On Friday, New York-based TV consultants Baviliqua Halfent Ventures will present findings on a possible conference network and on what the league could expect if it reopens TV negotiations with expansion. There you go. Thursday yeah. and Friday. Why, why wouldn't they present this info first and then yeah, make decisions? Reg- I think we thought this week they might make a decision. Well, we've been duped again by the Big 12. <laughs> yes, Lucy pulled the football away from Charlie Brown again. Why are Co- we, why I are we Charlie, Charlie Brown? I don't know. Coming up, the BYU Men's Volleyball Conference just got a lot smaller, and Kyle Collinsworth works out for an NBA team. But where? Up next, highest jumper on campus. Zach Blackham joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of BYUSN Live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you have missed that in the previous, I don't know, 300 shows that we have announced that, we're reminding you again. You got two chances on BYU TV. 6 Eastern. Absolutely. Check us out on social media. You get great behind-the-scenes content with Snapchat. You get uh, great content if you miss the show or you just want some of the highlights on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation, Facebook, Instagram, BYU Sports Nation as well. And then Snapchat is BYUSN. Our Twitter question today, will BYU football be ranked at any point this season when and why or why not? Download the podcast to hear when Jerem thinks BYU has their best shot to be in the top 25 and when I think as well. And is there any shot for them to be ranked after September? Check it out on iTunes. This tweeted in from at BYUS Hatch. Let's put some faith in our elite Cougars. They will be ranked at 5-0 and or 4-1. and They would be elite if they were 4-1 and or 5-0. and Yes. Yes. Getting, getting yes. ranked is towards elite. If yeah. BYU is 5-0, and I can't even wrap my head around that. They're a top 10 team it's not at 5-0. Im- it's not impossible, but that would be quite the run. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Yes. At Milton underscore Rat, yes, BYU will be ranked when they are 2-0 and after they hashtag beat the Utes. There you go. Will Utah be ranked when BYU plays them? Maybe. Mm, I, don't th- I don't think Utah will be ranked because of so many question marks at quarterback. There you go. Good defense, questionable offense. That sounds familiar. Questionable people, just in general. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Joining us now, man, we have no questions about. He's headed to nationals in the high jump in Eugene, Oregon, in Tracktown, USA. Zach Blackham of BYU Track and Field. Welcome to Studio B, Zach. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. How long have you been high jumping? Uh, I started in about eighth grade, but it's a little little blurry on 
seventh did I go to track practice or did I just say I did track? <laughs> yeah. But I, for sure, eighth grade. So been a while. You've tracked since eighth grade? Yeah. How did you get involved in the hundred? Um, so originally I started with the basic, the hundred long jump, you know, kind of what everybody did. And one day our, our coach just said, Hey, I signed you up for the high jump. And I was like, well, what's that? He's like, Oh, go over. This girl will, will give you the basics as you're warming up to jump. It starts in like 15 minutes. (laughs) So I was like, okay. So I learned a little bit as I warmed up. I actually got disqualified for jumping off of two feet because (laughs) you're supposed to jump off one. Yeah. So that's Mr. what happens when your coach signs you up and says, "Hey, you do this in 15 minutes." Dick Fosbear is over there going, "Nope." <laughs> so yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> Stick with it, and you Holy never know what cow. will happen. There did you? you I mean, at what point did you realize, "Hey, I might actually be pretty good at this"? Uh, I think it was probably end of junior year. I was like, "Oh, I, I'm pretty good at this," and then in uh, senior year, I was like, "Wow, I might actually be able to do this in college." But I mean, you never really know. Did you win state? Where were you ranked in the state when you when you realized you were pretty good? Um, I jumped seven feet in high school, and so I was number one in the state, and that's kind of one that started to sink in. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I could maybe this could go somewhere." So, <laughs> and and you finished? Did I read right? Seventh in the regionals and qualified yeah, for the for seventh. Uh-huh. championships. What did that mean to uh, to be able to qualify to go to uh, Tracktown USA next week? Um, I'm just really happy to, to be there. This is this was my third regionals, um, and so I finally put it together and qualified yeah. for the third one. So um, I'm just excited to try and improve on my mark more than just – I mean, I'm excited to be there as well, but I want to be able to, to jump a little bit higher. So Let's dive into the metrics of that. Uh, first of all, where do, you, where do you rank nationally right now? Um, as far as collegiately or with everybody, like pros? Collegiately. Uh, collegiately – from regionals, I'm not sure. Uh, going in with West Region, I was seventh and I think eighth in the nation hmm. going in with with everybody. But I don't. I'm not sure if they change that with after the regional meet if they like kind of switch it up for the national meet. Not sure exactly. Okay. But. And you said you wanted to improve on your mark. So what? How high is that? How high do you want to jump at nationals to be like? Yes, I I hit what I wanted to hit. So I've jumped seven three, which is two twenty one in metrics. Um, I want to go a centimeter or two higher. Just I, I'm right now. I'm kind of on the edge for Olympic trials. Like I, I could go depending on how everyone else jumps. Mm. Uh, but I think if I can go two or three more centimeters, then I have a really good shot of going there. So that's the goal. Mm. So you want to go from Mark Eaton to Yao Ming? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as how high jumping yeah. over them, from like I would seven be going three to some yeah. four or some five. Which it's kind of weird when you put it in that perspective. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow, <laughs> just have them stand there. Yeah, That's yeah. so high. Yeah, that yeah. is high. It's pretty high. Walk us through the mindset of of the process of okay, I'm thinking this as I'm going, and then and then these are what my keys are. And okay. Doctor Manning told me this, and I'm thinking about this at this time. Okay, so usually going in, uh, I have a certain objective. Usually, it's not a physical like. I'm going to jump this high. It's usually kind of overall have fun, talk with the people I'm competing with, um, relax a little bit, things like that. And then I have three cues usually that I focus on right before I jump. And then as I'm getting ready to jump, I just kind of block out, you know, the, you know, what I need to block out and I just go. And the biggest thing for me is just breathing and having fun. And when I do that, the rest kind of just happens and I tell that Spencer every day. The same two things. That's crazy. You use those. When do you know that it's a good jump? Um, 
Sometimes it's the approach, like as you're coming in. And those are the ones where you get excited and you tend to like overthink and mess up while you're jumping. Mm. But I think the when you're over the top of the bar and you're starting to to bring up your legs, you can tell how you killed it. And usually that's when you get really excited. So, For those wondering, uh, High Jump Finals next Friday, June 10th at 7 Eastern. I believe they will be streamed on uh, ESPN3.com. So watch so. ESPN if you have that. Uh, you can watch Zach Blackham compete for BYU in the High Jump Finals nationally, collegiate in Tracktown, USA. Interesting story we picked up from uh, Rena Chessman. She's 33 years old, former BYU track and field athlete. She just qualified for the Olympic trials in the steeplechase. She told us yesterday she has not had soda in 19 years. Which is crazy. Okay, so as a high jumper, do you have to watch your soda intake? Or does, does the sugar actually help you jump higher? Some guys will do five-hour energy and whatever. They have their Red Bull or whatever. I don't before I jump. I, I do drink soda every once in a while, though. I try not to, I try not to drink it, but I'll celebrate with a root beer or something. <laughs> you celebrate with a that, root that beer? That is the most Provo answer <laughs> of all time. I love it. Clearly, you have to watch out for your frame because you're <laughs> like... Hard. You might put how, on a little weight. How tall are you, Zach? I'm 6'8 with shoes. 6'8". Awesome. Woo! Well, there you go, man. Uh, so you can jump. You can jump higher than your height. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Think that's, about that, that. That's like, well, like, and it's not just, and it's not just higher. It's like seven inches, right? So, h- how many people are competing in the finals? And then, do you, uh, you said you're not focused necessarily on the placement, but just jumping higher mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. So there, there are 24. They take 12 from each region that qualified at the regional meet, and then they put them together for the final. So 24 guys. And who uh, is it? Top eight gets all American. Uh, I think it's top eight. First team. Top eight. Yeah. First is team all American. Do you have a goal to be in that? Top I'd eight. like to be in the top eight. I mean, that's kind of it's a side goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd if I could if I was dead last and I jumped as high as I wanted to, that would be sweet. I would love go. that. It's about personal best, and I, I know that's a huge thing in track and field. So let's say that best case scenario happens and you go two twenty two. Okay, mm-hmm. you jump seven three two twenty one in the metrics, and you and you jump a centimeter or two higher. Do you do you think if you do that, Olympic trials will happen? One centimeter higher. Yeah. Um, it's very, very likely. I mean, it's a possibility. So last, the last Olympic trials, one man that jumped 222 did get in to the, um, to the trials. So that's kind of where I based off my, my goals. I'd like to go higher than that, but it, it is possible. We'll just have to see, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> got to go to break, but who's your favorite Orem Tiger alum? Oh, Chad, Chad Lewis, Chad when Lewis. I was in high school, was <laughs> a, big, a big deal for me watching him hurdle people. Track guy, yeah, track guy. He high jumps, right. yeah. He had an and impact. He, he yeah, had an impact true. on you. You yeah. and Chad Lewis, the Orem High High Jumpers. <laughs> Congratulations on getting the nationals. Thank you. I We're appreciate very it. excited. Celebrate for with you. the root beer. We, we yeah. will celebrate as well. That's the way <laughs> we, we roll. We too. can do that with you. A and W or uh, Barks or Mug. A and W or Mug. A Mug. Those, okay. are, those okay. are the best. Yeah. I think we need you to sign our stretch wife flag if you don't mind, uh, oh. Zach. We'd like your autograph and uh, let's get him to BYU Sports Nation Karma to yeah, go and jump high. At Nationals in Eugene, Oregon. Be the second hot, tallest one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. Eric Mika still holds the record for the <laughs> no, highest signature. Larson. Oh, it's Russ Larson. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the no, Cougar Whip Round, including an NBA workout for Kyle Collinsworth. You're right, it's Mika. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Whip it! 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Horns Digest reports expansions not happening. Neither is Big 12 Network. Not this year. Big 12 meetings continue in Dallas through Friday. NFL.com named Tanner Mangum number 11 in its 16 for 16 college football QBs. We'd want with the game on the line. Take that, Spencer. Cougars in the minors. Is Clutch the new elite? Maybe it should be, right? Oh, boy. Here Maybe it should it's be. It's June. <laughs> Jacob Hanneman of the Tennessee Smokies went three for five with an RBI last night. Jeremy Guthrie of the El Paso Chihuahuas pitched six innings with six strikeouts in a win. Volleyball. Big news affecting BYU men's volleyball. The MPSF will split into a six-team league in 2018 with the Big West announcing a six-team league starting in two seasons. Also, BYU alum Casey Patterson took third in beach volleyball yesterday at the FIVB Moscow Grand Slam. Men's basketball. It has been confirmed to BYU Sports Nation that Kyle Collinsworth is working out for the Brooklyn Nets today. Good luck to Kyle. Track and field. The men's team is ranked 25th in the country after the NCAA West preliminaries. Future guests on the show include Heather Olmstead, who will coach Team USA in the Pan Am Games once again as an assistant. Blaine Fowler, Uncle B, joining us. Perhaps he has an opinion on if BYU football will be ranked at any point this season. I think he. I think he's leaning more towards the quick start. Because I'm vaguely remembering that, and not to mention uh, Shaq Walker, always a fan Shaq. favorite, Shaq track Walker. and field from BYU. He's a guy that's trying to get himself into an Olympic trial, and he's got the third fastest time in the nation in I'll the dis- 800. Be disappointed if he doesn't. If he doesn't, yeah. we'd be disappointed if he doesn't go to the Olympics. No, that's okay. really hard. Get to the trials for sure. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to another former BYU baseball player. Jacob Hanneman, 3-for-5 yesterday, following up what Jacob Brugman did for the Nashville Sounds against the Salt Lake Bees. Our Twitter question, will BYU football be ranked at any point this season when and why or why not? At Still Team Riley with our elite tweet of the day. If BYU football is ranked number one at any point this season, I will give up soda for 19 years. Get out of here. <laughs> Thanks to Hayden Nielsen, Zach Blackman, and everyone on our crew. I'm going to go celebrate with a good old-fashioned root beer. We always do. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Darren Handley. We're back to work at noon Eastern. Just do it!